These are things, I think I've said this before, many of these conflict things are things I wish I'd have learned years and years and years yeah. ago, and I just didn't know. Yeah. And so, consequently, bad habits form. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I and, think that's and, so true. And it takes time to break bad habits. Yeah. And so trying to let them know that, hey, you're not the only one here and that, you know, um, we're all working on this stuff. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. The cool thing I want to talk about real quick is uh, I just thought of a new thing. I'm going to a new show idea this morning. I, so I went to see Top Gun last one, Monday night. It's amazing. It two nights ago. It's the best movie I've seen in a very long time. <clears throat> and I, uh, so my daughter took me for Father's Day, and um, I hadn't seen it yet. And, and I walked out of there going, man, they did a really good job with just the realism of the, the first Top Gun movie, I think, was very much, um, it was more of a Hollywood party, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of, there was cool stuff in it, but it was full of a lot of, Stupidity. Honestly. Oh, I, well, honestly, <laughs> coming from a pilot, I believe it yeah. because I we wouldn't know the difference out here. Right. So I think they did a great job of, of this one. And I, I thought I have a I have a little show idea that I'm going to do. And I've been interested in doing something with video or whatever, but I'm going to I'm going to make something that talks about the realism of the movie. Of That's like what, cool. what what did you see that was. This Actually, is how we do happens. it, and what did you yeah. see that was Hollywood? That was Hollywood. Yeah. And, oh, and, that's a cool idea. And the good news is a lot of it was they did a really good job. Somebody somebody spent a lot of time, and I think Tom Cruise has to to get the the kudos for this because I think he I think he demanded that they that do it a lot more of more realistic that they do, and not just have it look real, but like let's do real, let's do it how they would do it, you know, everything. So what, so what did you, what jumped out to you? Like the way they fly? Um, yeah, I was wondering how they were going to do that because aerial combat is kind of hard to really show realistically ah. because there's just the Hollywood version and the real version are really not the same. Yeah. So that's hard to do in a movie. Yeah. Um, but they, they did a lot of like the low level flying and that kind of stuff. And they just did a lot of like little small details and things that, that, that were that actually happened. Yeah, that that's that how way. we do it. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah. I was very impressed. That's so cool, and you have so much unique expertise in that. I think that could be really fun. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do something on that. I love that. So do you have other? Um, do you have a podcast that would do something like that? Uh, not really, but I've been interested in doing something along the realms of any of these other mediums that have more like a visual, you know, like something on TikTok or, you know, whatever. I mean, I really had no, like, where to start, you know, what do I do? And this could be like... This would be a good jump. I'll just start up. there and just go, <laughs> hey, this is a fun topic that I think people are interested in. Totally. Um, I think that would be actually yeah. really well. And I think the movie was very good. So I think it's better than the first, honestly. It's so nostalgic. It is just <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, but we, I think it's just there's so many more areas that they did it better, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. This one. Yeah. I agree. So It's been a long time since my opinion. I've seen a movie that I would go see again. Uh, yeah, a lot of positives there. So today, getting back with the theme of what we do here on this show, <laughs> what you talked about. <laughs> what what is do it that we, we do, do on this show? <laughs> 
we're both scrambling a little bit today. I left some stuff at the house and blah, blah, blah. And so I, I might have broken a few speeding laws Land between here and my records, house. speed records as only uh, a pilot could. I'm sure I didn't. I'm sure I didn't. I was, you know, well. But anyway, we're, we got it, got it together here. I guess expand on the idea of success in therapy mm-hmm. or what that looks like or even success in even outside of these walls, which is sort of, I guess, what we're aiming for. And so... I guess I got a couple couple ideas. More, it's fair to say, we do a little bit more coordinating on other shows. Today is very much a... We're starting with a very broad... Shooting from the hip. <laughs> broad My favorite idea, way. And we're going for it. <laughs> so one thing I, I don't think we talked about much, the last couple shows we did was these ideas of what's a good client, if you will, mm-hmm. like how to succeed you know, in therapy and what are some great habits... And one I don't think we ever really touched upon. I think we danced it around it. But I think there was a, there's a big idea that's missing that we never really said, and that's tell the truth. Uh-huh. Because there are, I think you can get into a very much a disappointment that the therapist didn't help you um, if you're hiding stuff yeah. or shielding things. Yeah. And I don't think you have to come in and bear every thought you've ever had or, you know, whatever. But I do think it is important to tell the truth about what it is you're upset with, what part as you see it you play, and what you may have contributed to in the past. You know, yeah. what, what are the potentially some details as an example to give context, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's important to know if you're, hey, I'm having a hard time with my kids or wife or whatever, well, it may be important to know that maybe you haven't acted that great in the past, that you have some some stories to tell that probably wouldn't be very flattering. Yeah, I think the honesty piece, and that can go two ways. There has to be a, a therapeutic connection, alliance enough to feel comfortable saying, can this therapist handle my truth? And I think there is a certain dance that's done in the beginning of is this a good fit for me? But once that click has been made, if you're not honest, they're really, how do you help someone that's not being able to self-reflect? And I talk about that in a first session of being able to be self-reflective is about the best trait you can bring in. What do I bring? What do other people bring? You know, what's my part in that? Yeah. And as a the therapist, we're, we are working with the person we think we have. And if we're dealing with right. a mirage, it's not going to go well. No. We're, we're giving you bad advice. We're, we're taking you down roads that are ill-advised <laughs> yeah. because we just don't know, honestly. Right. We just, we just don't know. And, and there's a fine, I work with a lot of uh, older teens and a lot of times I will have a parent want five minutes or 10 minutes of like, are they saying this to you? Are they? And so there's a fine line for the therapist to walk also of, of, I want to work with the version of that teen that's coming in, but also, and, and the way I get around that is I have the parents and the teen come in so I can see what the teen is, um, reacting to, to have the parents in the same room. Right. And then I can kind of have a little honesty, talk about I can only help as far as I know you know what's really happening but when you get everyone in the same room it tends to kind of come out right and so that's a a really a crucial part of 
with success is we got to know what we're dealing with yeah. here. And as you said, that's a great point that the therapist is a great part of that, of trying to cultivate that environment where the person feels they can. Sure. Uh, that's a big deal. Um, but if the person is hiding information, we're not going to get to where we could be. No. And the, the tragedy is that information could be hidden for a long time. Right. Which, ugh, you know, how do we get those three months back or, right. you know, whatever. So. Right. That is, I, that is a really, that is true. I've had that happen a few times. Where I'm like, that would have been, I think it's Tommy Boy, helpful information yesterday. Like, right. We need to know yeah. that now. And it is, I can understand why people hide stuff because they're sort of trying to hide it from themselves in right. some degree, right? They, right. I, do, I don't want to remember that. That wasn't my finest moment. I don't like that part of me. Right. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to move on. So I really don't want to bring that up. And, and that's certainly understandable. Yeah. You know, I get it. But um, if you are, I guess the advice I could give is if you are trying to make changes that have to do with a story, a situation, we, we sort of have to know the details of probably why that situation got to where it was. Right. And, right. and many times there are in, there's pieces of information that we're, we're missing out on that, oh, it sounds like it's the other person's fault or, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and then we realize, oh, well, maybe it's this way because there's other things too. So yeah. we probably need to know that. So um, that's my advice. Be truthful. It's, you don't, you don't want to lie to your therapist. That, that leads to a bad road. There's nothing redeemable yeah. <laughs> that comes out of that doesn't go it doesn't <laughs> end up helping anyone right it just doesn't but in addition to and it can sound kind of existential okay i'm ready are you ready i try to have when i meet with a client for the first time kind of get a gathering of why this sounds kind of bigger life universal kind of talking but why do they think they are here having human experiences like are, is it to get it just right? Is it to perfect oneself? Like, what is the, and, and I feel like once I can get them to a place of, can we look at life's experiences from a curiosity, then we have a little less blame and shame about, well, I was a real jerk in this setting. That wasn't my finest hour. I feel like they can come to that a little faster if we set it up as therapists in what is it that you think you're here doing? Like, we're not going to have all home run kind of days or even first base. Yeah. Like, we're just, what are, what are you doing? And if you're trying to work through something that you run into time and time again, or a relationship that's stuck or a anxiety that won't let up, if you can't be self-reflective of what is it I'm trying to do here, I I think that's a really stuck place for people. Yeah, that, that and sense. I think I see some of that in a, a, I guess a form of that is the person comes in feeling like they've been singled out as the bad guy. Yes. I am being the blamed person, what, what have you, and now I'm, I'm in a position where I have to defend. Yes. I have to convince you that they are wrong. That I am not the bad guy. <laughs> right. Yes. And so, again, that's sort of like, well, that's, that's not really... In some ways, helpful, I guess, to hear their story. I mean, we sort of have to hear their perspective, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, we'd rather that everybody come in with the idea of how do we all do this better or how do we learn or how do we, you know, if we all have that attitude, we can, we can make progress pretty quick, yeah. I think. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I, I do believe, I mean, these are, we're talking today about the things that the client can bring in, but I feel like I have a certain piece of that as a therapist of almost modeling, like this is just a place to learn and figure it out. It doesn't have to be, or try to figure it out or gain some light without being triggered in a, um, I don't have skin in the game. What you're going through, and this is uh, something we talk about in the therapist realm of what we call Mm self-disclosure, right? Trying to put in perspective, why are we talking about ourselves? Mm -hmm. Why why am I bringing this up in the room? And, And sometimes I do it honestly just to let them know that I have trouble with this too. You're having human experiences too. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, these are things, I think I've said this before, many of these conflict things are things I wish I'd have learned years and years and years oh. ago. And I just didn't know. Yeah. And so consequently, bad habits form. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think and, that's and, so true. And it takes time to break bad habits. Yeah. And so trying to let them know that, hey, you're not the only one here and that, you know, um, we're all working on this stuff. I listen to some podcasts, therapy things, and and I it, it's an immediate turn off to me where the person doing the talking sort of makes it sound like they always do it right. Yeah. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It can feel so uh, on the therapist. And I think we can be taught in school that, that, we, that self-disclosure is bad or, but I, I, gained an understanding of not bad is it helpful right and what portion because the session is not about the therapist we do need the other person to process but talking to a, someone who always gets it right also does not create vulnerability right so yeah, that doesn't no, I, work i totally agree and that uh i guess self-disclosure like you're saying what can the therapist do to help with this i try to also reassure people and again it's a it's a tricky balance of you're not the only person fighting this battle. That the, 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 what you've described is in going on in way more houses than you realize. Sure. The validation. It's is... a different version, perhaps, but we're all fighting this thing, mm-hmm. probably. Totally. Um, yeah, the more some, honest you get about that. Yeah. And I'm surprised some people are actually shocked by that. But it is, that's reality, right? And when they, when they realize that, oh, I'm not the only person with this, there's almost kind of a... Ah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I had a client years ago who I don't know that I ever got through one session where some version of, am I the only person that does it this way? And I wish that there was some a, a way to prove that, but the things we were discussing were so commonplace, but she just felt like she was so foreign. Right. And so the more we validated that of like, no, you are not the only person to think differently than their spouse. <laughs> or to have conflict with a boss, or to have anxiety about raising a child. No, this right. is very common. And it's just the, the details of how you got there are a little bit very. different from person to person, but we all wind up in certain spots in life that sure. we, we wish we didn't, and we're wondering how everybody else is doing it, and it turns out they're struggling just yeah. as mightily as we are yeah. in many cases. Oh, totally. I don't know how many listeners have actually ever even heard of the word, the DSM-5 of this diagnostic book that is ginormous and obnoxiously long <laughs> that has all the diagnostic <laughs> and codes. Boring but, and dull. Right? But my, I honestly am super grateful for the diagnoses that talk about situational 
and episodic because there it feels less um, that this is a season or it feel or more like it's a season or a period of time that this this thing that you're struggling with does not have to be this life sentence I I have depression there are definitely cases that it is this long long struggle long period of time but a lot of situations that people are dealing with in the human experience human experience excuse me are situational, are episodic, are this is bigger than me, this thing that's happening right now. And I think sometimes people stay away from therapy feeling like I don't want to tackle this big, scary thing when it, even just saying it out loud can feel like, well, not so big, not so scary, just situational this happens every time I get in conflict. Yeah. I think that does play a part in this idea that they're going to judge me or yeah. belittle me or whatever because, I, again, I'm the only one with this problem, yeah. this situation. And, and in many ways, that's by far from the truth. Honestly, I find myself somewhat routinely learning things from my clients about a different way to think about a thing or whatever. We'll get into a discussion and they'll say something and I'm like, Ooh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to remember that. (laughs) I use that all the time. Do you mind if I borrow that? Would you like a trademark? (laughs) Yes. I am the patent office. (laughs) I'll give you the, yeah, the whatever on my, you know, you've got $0 back, but the pride of knowing that you gave me something, something good. Yeah, that does happen. So, um, that whole idea of I'm the one, I'm the only one, I'm the guilty, whatever, tends to bring you in with all kinds of the wrong attitudes. Totally. And I shouldn't say wrong. I should say not helpful attitudes. Not healthy. <laughs> yep. Not Heaven helpful in, in therapy. And so um, trying to be open to the fact that, you know what, other people are probably struggling with this too. I'm not a defective person. I just need some help in this area and I could probably use a third person to okay. help us with that. I mean, I was just talking with a client about the potential of um, family therapy. Mm. Who wants to do that? Yeah. Right? <laughs> You're sitting in your house going, gee, things aren't going well. With, Let's with all little... go sit in a room <laughs> together. <laughs> Let's go talk with a stranger and, you know, pile up and talk about all the things that we've been avoiding and, you know, you name it. It doesn't sound pretty. It doesn't sound delightful for yeah. sure. But the why would you do that is hopefully the person has explained to you that I think you're going to get to where you want to go a lot quicker. Absolutely. If we, if we get in the room and, and listen and I can hear or whoever the person is can like hear the whole thing. You know, we've talked about this system thing before. It's quite common to bring the family in and we have the guilty party. We have the, the evildoer and we're all pointing at the evildoer of like, you are doing it wrong. Yeah. And if we, and counselor, therapist person, can you fix this person? Can we fix our scapegoat. Right. And what we would say to them is almost always what? Some version of, what, what would you say to that person who's brought in the evildoer? Oh, yeah. Well, then there's a whole accountability session <laughs> of we all, we're all playing a part, right? I honestly explain family systems like a solar system. Yeah. There's, everyone's rotating yeah, and th- and, th- and th- there may be some factual evidence to suggest that this person is the evildoer at times, mm-hmm. but probably we're locked into this situation because there's way more going on than right. just this person. Right. I yeah couldn't agree more. So we we can help you with that, 
And the best way to help is to kind of get everyone's story and then at some point get everybody in the room. And, and, yeah. it, and it's helpful for you to come in going, we're not blaming here. We're not trying to, and if you're the, the identified evildoer, there's hope, right? <laughs> there it, is it hope. may be that there are other people contributing to this situation and it's not just you. Yeah. I think having just a little understanding of, and we've talked about this several times, of if we can get to a place of understanding, and we don't have to agree that that person's behavior is exactly how that it should be handled, we can disagree. But do we have an understanding of why they might be doing that? Of the, oh, if that was how I saw it too, I, I might do something similar. Right. I don't know. Yeah, and so that's the great... The great thing about bringing the family in, again, which doesn't sound like a fun weekend project or, you know, whatever it is to come in, but that's the, that's the goal, right? That's the, the beauty of that system is you can, you're trying to figure out what's all happening here and get everyone to understand they're contributing to this sure. somehow. And sure. And that is the therapist's job to hopefully debunk quite quickly that this is a one person problem. Yeah. I've not seen one where that's the case <laughs> there. I mean, in extreme, you know, with substance use, uh, there can be extremes that that behavior is sure. not helping our system, but there's a reason the person is using. Yeah. It got this way somehow. It got this way it, somehow. And yeah. if we can find out our pieces in that puzzle instead of just blaming, which gets us nowhere. Yeah. then yeah, that can, that can untangle. Folks, thanks for listening to the show. I just want to point out another situation as to why potentially a person would withhold the truth. And they're not trying to be deceitful. I think it is typical for a new client to come in and not want the therapist, in their words, to think they're crazy. So with this line of thinking, the idea is if I tell the therapist everything that's going on or did happen, they'll think I'm really crazy and I really don't want them to think that. So I'm going to shield a lot of this stuff from them and just sort of bring it out piece by piece, which is sort of understandable, especially if you're feeling a little bit odd about coming in and you want to put off a good impression. And I don't know that there's any other way to fix this other than to just say, don't worry about that. Uh, we have seen a lot of and heard a lot of stories and we don't judge the person individually on the amount of stuff we hear, but we do want to know as much as we can, the whole story. And you can shorthand some of the story for sure, but it's always helpful to bring in the actual reality of what occurred and the whole story that you think is relevant because that's how we can do the best help for you in the shortest amount of time and not leave you feeling like therapy isn't doing anything for you. If we're missing information, it's just not as good. So please... Um, I beg of you to get over this idea of, I don't want to overwhelm my therapist. As Liza points out, that is part of our job to make you comfortable to be able to do that. And it is something that we work on. And if you do feel like you cannot be truthful with your therapist, well, then that's a clue that you need to talk to them about that or find a different one. It's just not going to work if you cannot be truthful with the person. And that does in some ways rely on our shoulders and we'll do the best we can to keep that environment safe so that you can give the entire story. Which, which leads me to my, I guess, other idea that I had thinking about this show is, is um, maybe less of a therapy idea and more of a, maybe a life idea. And that is this idea of comparing. Mm. So we all, we all compare ourselves to something a lot, 
which could be our version of ourself we thought we would be when we were X age, or you know, I would have, you know, I would be married, I would have this, my job would be that, or we compare ourselves to other people we see on social media or our neighbors or whoever we're working with. Or here's a good one: what we thought our kids were going to be. Mm-hmm. We had a vision of them as this, and they're not turning out like that at all. Mm-hmm. They're very much different than than what we thought we were going to have, right? Mm-hmm. So life is, is showing us lots of very negative, hard compares about what we thought we were going to have. And now what we have is quite different, mm-hmm. which is very destructive and very negative, right? How do you come out of that with a positive attitude that you've, your, your vision is now blown to smithereens of what that well we have to have a little chat about expectations yeah but i mean just that that compare right there is is kind of deadly right right you're you're gonna you're gonna very much go into a negative hole about what i could have done should have done what they did what was done to me comparing is hard we we think don't we kind of teach don't compare don't compare and yet i believe it's human nature to compare yeah uh, for sure so comparing fairly maybe in um i think one of our the supervisees actually was just saying in a group supervision setting recently about just taking one family picture off of instagram and putting into perspective what it takes to get one good family picture the thousands that are taken <laughs> before that yeah. or the planning of the outfits or the color scheme or the this or that that goes into this one. And then we compare it to, oh, my family doesn't look like that. Yeah. But in a comparative sense, if I have a thousand pictures had put the same amount of energy in to this same thing, highly likely you could also have a good family picture that you felt comfortable with if the same amount of energy went in. So making a a fair, almost a fair comparison rather than a. Right. And, and I guess I I will take that into another direction too, in that I think the only really true or fair comparison is to what you were yesterday. Mm. Say more. Meaning it's totally fine to look at a situation and say, I wish I had more, or I wish it was different or, you know, whatever. I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to, I'm going to try to be, you know, whatever it is. We're going to come into family therapy because we think this could be better, mm-hmm. right? We're, we are in our minds comparing ourselves to what we thought this would be. This doesn't seem like what it should be, which leaves us quite depressed, but we can do something about that. Mm-hmm. And so the comparing yourself to what you were yesterday is the idea of saying, okay, we're on our way to somewhere. And the only compare I really should be doing is with, is with me, with our family, our situation, where are we compared to where we were just a short while ago? Are we on our way to something? You know, what what little things have we done or enacted or, or tried or whatever that that has helped. And the other thing, uh, I guess, other than a family thing, the idea I talk about is, you go to a gym, rarely do you see like huge obese people in the gym. Mm. Normally it's always people who are reasonably fit, you know, whatever. And so I think of that, okay, if I'm very obese and I can walk into a gym, what am I doing immediately in my head? Comparing. Comparing the people around, thinking they're judging me, I'm comparing myself to them, maybe getting mad at myself about why, you know, how did it get this way, you know, blah, 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 of 
of a lot of negativity that sure. isn't really helpful in this, in this, in this particular case. You, what you want is to be able to come into the gym because you've decided, hey, I'm going to do this thing, whatever, and I'm going to work on getting more physically fit. A better compare is to say, well, yesterday I wasn't in the gym. Mm -hmm. Today I am. Today I'll ride the bike. Yep. Today I'll, you know, whatever. Tomorrow I got a plan for, you know, whatever. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see myself getting better and comparing myself to where I should be or where I was supposed to be or want to be is almost always not doing you any right. good at all. Right. That's it develops right. impatience with, oh, I got to drop 200 pounds or whatever. How am I going to do that in a month? You know, whatever. I mean, it, mm -hmm. you start to set up these very unrealistic and, and achieving things that are kind of drastically unachievable, mm -hmm. <laughs> honestly, because you want to get there so bad. You've decided I want to get there. Um, all those things I think are quite negative. They don't help at all. And a better compare is to just say, where was I yesterday? Yesterday. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I think that's a good, uh, a good, I guess, life idea, a good therapy idea. Because um, I'll see, and I'll, I'll introduce this topic to clients, and I've talked about it recently. And it's amazing how quickly, how quickly we do the compare. Human um, nature. They will, a client, uh, you know, I'll sell, I'll give them this idea and they'll go, and I'll point out that, look, we've, you've made these changes or whatever, and I think we're on a good path here. And that's a, you know, we're, we're making progress or whatever, or you've fixed this situation. It seems like you've done a good job of this situation. Well, I'll probably just screw it up next time or, you know, whatever they, it, like within seconds, we'll yeah. go into the, well, this is how I've sort of like done damage to myself in the, f in the past. So I'll probably do the same probably or do the same. it probably won't last or right. whatever. Again, you're, you're, you're negatively comparing yourself to this thing in the future. And the actually the thing you're envisioning is the worst possible you. How is that helpful? Yeah. Liza, tell not, me. It's <laughs> definitely not helpful, nor is it a fair comparison. Right. And it's, um, again, it's what you're left with in that comparison is I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. We, I will talk about your critical self. There will always be, I, maybe not such an absolute, but I feel most people have a critical self that there is a, you won't, you did it that way before you won't. And I will talk about evicting your critical self or at least taking the megaphone because there, there will be doubts. That's also mm -hmm. very normal, but to just say, where was I yesterday? Not here, not here at the gym. And I am today. So even that is taking the megaphone from your critical self. I like that a yeah. lot. Another person, a, a, a client told me, and this is something I learned. He, this person said, I'm leaving a gift for my future self. Um, he thought of it in terms of, I'm going to do something for my future self. And he, and he even took it one step further and said, I like that. when I get to my future, that part where I, I get my gift, I thank my past self for, for doing this. I'm like... That's pretty cool. That's really cool. <laughs> that one you definitely should have trademarked. <laughs> right. So it's a, another way of thinking about, well, what am I doing here? Well, I'm really, in that case, not comparing. You're just saying, hey, future self, I want to give you this thing that I'm going to have spent time on, and I think you'll appreciate it, you know, yeah. when you get there. Yeah. So 
I think um, you will. Another way of thinking that, that is not in terms of a compare of like, oh, in my future self, I'm going to be better or I'm going to be stronger or skinnier or, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. whatever it is. And in this case, it's more of like, a, I think the future me will appreciate that I put the time in yeah. to do this thing. Yeah. You know, I love that. Leaving a gift for your future self of a behavior yeah, that you've worked on and changed. Yeah, I or love anything. that. Yeah. Yeah. So a, another, another a way of avoiding, I guess, the deadly compares that I think we're all guilty of and all do very quickly. Um, the social media, I don't think, helps at all with this. In Agreed. fact, I think teenagers are, teenagers are quite vulnerable to this. Yeah. It's a, it's a, in my view, a highly negative part of social media that is very dangerous for teenagers. They get an entirely unrealistic view of another person. Yeah. Yeah. That they then start comparing themselves to. Yeah. And it usually isn't in a great way. No, I agree. I think it's, there's such good uses of this, you know, connectivity in the internet and social media and there is a dark dark side of this comparative tool that we only see these snapshots of someone's best life being lived yeah. and uh, I, yeah how to not get caught up in that or how to not denigrate your future self let's say um by in some ways this this Comparing yourself to what you were yesterday is a little bit of a backward look. Is it a, right. It's a little bit of a, it's not present, if you will, but I think it's the best way that I know of seeing like where you're going, you know, what's the vector here? Are you making change for the better? And if it's not for the better, well, that could be a good little wake up call of saying, hmm, maybe I haven't been doing so great in the last week. Mm. What, yeah. what could I do today to change the... <laughs> and even having that thought, you're being more self-reflective than you were yesterday. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you were, you, were, you were caught up in probably some negative cycle of stuff, and now you're ready to move on and create a, a more of a, a better environment, which is, I think, great in life. Certainly a great attitude to bring to therapy. Totally. I mean, if you're willing to just say, what do I change to today to, to make it different? And yeah. um, I think, which is, I think, much more productive right. than the... I'm, I'm rotten, you know, comparison, yeah. or yeah. they say I'm rotten. I'm just here to defend myself. I, I don't know where that gets us yeah. anywhere. We're not, we're not a court of law, no. right? No one's getting charged with a fine. No fines <laughs> being charged. No, no fines being levied. No one put in prison. No. Uh, no lawsuits won. We got, we got Tom Cruise flying, uh, flying yeah, on top of us gonna here. Yeah, I was going to say, what a great way to wrap that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. have your fighter pilots overhead. Yeah, they're just saying hello. Um, yeah, so um, a realistic part about the movie, uh, fighter planes are noisy. <laughs> this <laughs> is true. It's very true, isn't <laughs> we, it? We know this for a fact. That's so uh, All right, well, it's been good. Any, any last little thing to, to add to our discussion today? Just sort of the, the idea of succeeding in therapy and Honesty. some life ideas. Yeah, no, honesty, self-reflection, and not comparing yourself to anyone but yourself yesterday. <laughs> I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. Um, or I should say challenging yourself to only compare that way or make fair comparisons because I don't really like the term don't compare because I don't think that's a realistic expectation of us. No, you're right. Yeah, there's there's a... A way of, I guess, like you said, of recognizing that if I stay on this idea, it's probably not getting me anywhere productive. Right. It's okay to notice. You will notice 
the differences um, in, in small ways. And especially as a parent, I know we all notice the difference of what we thought our kids were and what they, what they are. Mm -hmm. You know, we have some version of that in our head mm -hmm. of how they're going to act or what the room was going to look like or you name it. Yeah. And we can, we can certainly fall into that trap of they're supposed to be this way, which, which really brings about a whole negative cycle of things that yeah. starts to occur, right? Yeah. Let's see. It starts with sure us pointing it out and yeah. <laughs> you know. goes downhill from there. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah. No. Not, not so good. So not so good. So anyway, yeah, then that, good that, point. that idea, I guess, is what we'll close on. Look forward to the future discussion in some form of uh, the realism of Top Gun Maverick, I think is what it's called, mm -hmm. the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have fun with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something with that. I'm, I'm not sure what exactly, but I think there's a lot of good stuff in there that I think people would be interested in to to understand, I guess, what, what goes on in... I think you should. In, That's in, awesome. In real life, yeah. I guess. We got people... We actually have fighter jets flying over our head as we do these this speaking, and so um, it's happening around here. We live next to an Air Force base, so there's plenty of, of that going on. Yes, so. that's so fun. Yeah. All right, Excited well... You bet. Well, this and other things, uh, counselors can help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.